Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you in Oilers Now. We're going to go right off to our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. Just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we are pleased to be joined by Edmonton Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft. Hello, Jay. How you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you for making time. I got to read you a text. You'll uh, get a chuckle out of us. Hey, Bob, please tell Jay Woodcroft that hockey fans from Stuttgart, Germany, are proud of him. He played there in the 0405 season. Thank you. So there you go. We've got uh, uh, what? What was the name of the German team you were playing that year for, Jay? Yeah, it was the Stuttgart club that they were called the Wizards back then, and uh, it was a great experience, great life experience. Really enjoyed Germany and uh, proud hockey culture over there. Jay, right now there's fans that thinking you're the wizard. I mean, your team's got a 667 winning percentage. I know uh, you'll defer to a lot of different people, but uh, it's it's been a pretty good go. You're at 13 six and two right now, coming off. Uh, a 5-2 victory last night. We'll get to the specifics on the game, but just there were some things around the game last night with Ben Stelter, a, a five-year-old uh, boy who's uh, had some battles here, uh, basically with a, a brain tumor. And you guys went out of your way, uh, and your players did, uh, to make him feel a part of things last night. And uh, events like that, the, the you know, and, and opportunities like that for your your players, some of whom are very young themselves and don't yet have children. Um, what did that mean, to, uh, you know, for, for your guys to have Ben and his family involved in last night's game? Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought the organization uh, did everything right in that situation. And just to, to see Ben and the smile on his face and to see him skate, skate out there and get the standing ovation that he got. And then uh, for him to come into the, the a winning dressing room and to see the juice that our boys had uh, when he walked in the room, man, that was something special. And I know I'm going to carry that memory with me for a long, long time. And Ben truly was our MVP last night. All right. Well, that's great stuff. Uh, Jay Woodcroft joining us right now. Jay, uh, 5-2 victory last night. And... Uh, Man, oh, man, you got a couple. Well, really, you had three new players added to the lineup. The returner, let's start with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He missed the previous 12 games with an upper body challenge after getting uh, drilled by Ryan Longberg in Florida. And your power play and penalty kill had <laughs> taken some hits here. And your, your PP went two for two and your PK went two for two. Coincidence or circumstance with RNH's return? Um, I think Ryan, Ryan touches a lot of parts of our our game, not just five on five, but he plays, and not only plays, but is a major factor on both special teams. Uh, to see both of those special teams do well with with his reemergence into our lineup, I'm not surprised. Uh, he has that kind of effect on our team, and um, I thought the power play was confident, moved pucks well. We got contributions from both units, which I think is critical. 
tackle, and uh, the penalty kill looked very good with him on the ice. So we're happy that he's returned to the lineup. He makes us a better team. What did you think of the performances of the new acquisitions, Derek Broussard and Brett Kulak? I thought they uh, both played well. They both uh, made significant plays that helped us get the two points. Uh, for Broussard, I thought the, that line that he was on with Yesse and with Ryan, um, it was a real forechecking line. They created a lot of chances in the offensive zone off the forecheck, off the cycle. Uh, there was a lot of really good uh, small plays made in tight spaces. And uh, obviously, they ended up scoring a big goal for us so quite pleased with Broussard's uh, start with our group Uh, in terms of Kulak I thought Kulak uh, went back for pucks he broke pucks out well he has good instincts as a uh, smooth skating defenseman Uh, I think he fits us uh, very nicely you have a line right now with Connor McDavid Evander Kane and Connor Yamamoto and they have combined for 20 goals over the last eight games Uh, what is it that I mean Connor Hey, Connor's the, the scoring leader in the league, but it's not just Connor here. Why does it work for this trio? Well, I think there are the ingredients of what should be a really productive line. First and foremost, uh, you have Connor's sublime skill through the middle of the rink, his speed. He, he just puts other teams on the back foot. Then you have the work ethic and determination and the willingness to go to hard areas of Kyler Yamamoto. And then you add Evander Kane into that mix, and there's some physicality, some size. You have someone with a really good shot, someone who can score from distance. I think it's the makings of a good line, and we're starting to see them build a little bit of chemistry here, and they certainly have paced us five-on-five over the last little while. Jay, in 1920, when you were down in Bakersfield, uh, Yamamoto was coming off a wrist uh, surgery in the offseason, and the Oilers were in Detroit at the end of October, and I watched the Red Wings morning skate, and I watched the Oilers, I'm like, Edmonton's not quick enough. Like, hey, Yamamoto, and I'd seen Yamamoto play four or five games to start the year down on the A, and he was off the charts out of the gate, and I was trying to convince Ken Hall, and I'm like, you got to bring him up now. Like, I know he's a smaller guy, but he's competitive, and he's first on pucks now. He ended up not coming up until the end of uh, December, and then he put up 26 points in the final 27 games of the season. Um, is he is he streaky? I mean, he's got seven goals and 12 points in his last eight games. Or, you know, is it, is it, has there something that's clicked in here after he had a very pedestrian stretch uh, through the first 35, 40 games of the season, Jay? Well, I, I think that might be a question for him. Um, but for me, what I've seen um, since I've joined the team here in the last month or so is I've seen somebody who is willing to make uh, – certain plays in order to be successful. He's willing to do things that maybe not everybody's willing to do, including going to hard areas. Um, I think he, his dog on a bone for checking just leads to time and zone. And when you lead, when you have that time and zone, um, you're finding yourself in scoring chances. And so, um, you know, in terms of the change in his game, I feel good when he's on the ice, similar to Nuge. He's, 
touches a lot of parts of the game. We've reintroduced the penalty kill to him. He's on the power play, and he's playing on a really good line with Connor and Evander. So uh, I'm quite pleased with where he's at. I think he's an excellent hockey player. I think um, his effort and enthusiasm are contagious, and I'm happy that he's enjoying the success that he is. Jay, you had stretches less than three weeks ago where six or seven guys are out of the lineup. Last night, you healthy, you, you know, you healthy uh, Chris Russell, real battler for this organization. Derek Ryan had played pretty well in stretches, and Josh Archibald just got back into things. Is it how different is it for you knowing that you've got, you know, a lot deeper roster now than maybe you had three weeks ago? And is it challenge? You know, is is it hard to have those conversations? I mean, Russell and Ryan are 34, 35. Archibald's a veteran at this stage too. Are those hard conversations to have with players? Well. <laughs> I think returning to full health makes us the best team that we can be in. And we have returned to full health, and we introduced some new players that were acquired at the trade deadline. With that, we had a very pointed meeting yesterday as a team. We let our players know that this is our team, um, that decisions regarding ice times and lineups were going to be made based on the real-time information that the players were giving us. Um, and it was our intent and hope that those decisions would be difficult. And I can tell you, um, not dressing the three players that we we, dre- we didn't dress last night, that was a hard decision because they're three quality NHL hockey players. And it's incumbent upon the people that are in the lineup um, to continue to make those decisions hard. And the way you do that is by playing well. So um, I think we're at our healthiest, we're at our deepest, and I think we will – you know, as being a deep team, you're going to use that depth down this stretch run, and that's how we intend to win. Ryan McLeod went from basically being playing on the second line with Leon and Zach Hyman, then down to 4C when Yessa Pugliarvi came back in the lineup. Now he's been moved back out. I know after the turnover there was a giveaway in a, the second Sharks goal. Uh, Ryan missed a couple shifts there. Uh, teaching lessons? Yeah. Uh, Ryan's a young player. I, I have a very good understanding of his capabilities. Uh, Him and I have an understanding of what expectations are. I have a lot of faith in him as a young hockey player in this league. Um, And uh, I feel good when he's on the ice. I think his versatility is one of his best qualities. He can play with good players on the highest of high lines, but he can also center or drive his own line as well. And and, uh, he's been a real good player for our team over the last five weeks or so since I've been the head coach, and uh, I know that he's going to continue to be that as we go forward. Jay Woodcroft, Edmonton Oilers head coach, joining us in Oilers now. Bob Stauffer with you. Jay, is Cody Cece the unsung hero on the team this year? Yeah, he does a lot of uh, subtle things out there um, that uh, certainly are appreciated by his teammates, and they do not go unnoticed by the coaching staff. So he's had a heck of a run here. Uh, He's playing important minutes. Uh, He's been partnered with Darnell. We like that pair, Uh, and typically they go against the other team's top players. So um, they've been a real good pair for us. But Cody, I would agree with you. He's a real unsung hero of of our team. Ice time is a coach's currency. Hockey, in theory, is a meritocracy. Uh, you have two goaltenders. Uh, one's 40, one's 33, 
One guy's won 23 games, has got a 903 save percentage. Mike Smith's last two starts have probably gone a little bit better for himself. Uh, gives you an interesting decision for tomorrow, doesn't it? Or does it? Yeah, it does. I think that's what we want, right? Just like with the rest of our lineup, we want to make sure that um, we're, whoever has the net um, is working to keep that net. And uh, I also think that there, we have genuine faith in in both goaltenders. And, um, you know, they will make our decisions hard by the way they play. And uh, over the last while here, we've got some really good performances, and we're going to need it because we know we're going into the Lions' den tomorrow and in at the Saddle Dome versus the top team in our division. And for us to win, we're going to need a quality goaltending performance. So you're not going to tell us who's going to start tomorrow, are you? I'm not going to tip my hand just yet, Bob. All right, there you go. I thought I, I thought I'd circle back to that. All right, we're going to have a little bit of fun with you here right now, Jay. Um, you know, Colorado for five consecutive seasons has drawn the most penalties, and I've always felt it's been a bit of a loser's lament to ever complain about officiating. And I also don't like complaining about officiating when the team plays well. I thought you guys played. I mean, you limited Colorado to 16 shots on goal in their own barn. Uh, how have you found, like you know, like you know the West Macaulays. Of, in fact, you introduced me to West Macaulay in Buffalo like six years ago. So you know a bunch of the officials uh, from your time as an assistant coach and associate coach in the NHL. Um, does a coach sense, you know, or let's put it this way, are officials fairly equitable in their treatment of veteran uh, NHL head coaches as opposed to a guy that is maybe getting his first NHL head coaching experience? What have you found in that regard? Um, no, I haven't thought of it like that. Um, you know what? I, I think the officiating uh, at this level is the the best officials in the world work in the National Hockey League. Um, And I've seen some of them over the last three and a half years work their way through the American League and graduate up. Uh, And as you said, I I have some relationships with with some of the uh, older officials that have been around for a while, given my time as an assistant coach in the NHL. I think uh, there are times um, when officials have good games and when when sometimes there might be off games, same as coaches, same as players, they're human beings. And, um, you know, where I put my focus as a coach, I don't worry if I'm going up against a veteran coach or, or not. We put our focus on ourselves and, and the things that we can control. And that's our play. That's our preparation. That's our attention to detail. I don't worry so much about who's officiating the game. All right. Uh, you came up from Bakersfield during the season. Uh, Tyler Benson, Brad Malone, Colton Sevier, Philip Broberg, and Marcus Seamalainen played in the last Battle of Alberta back on March the 7th. Have you had a chance to stay in contact with Colin Chalk? Uh, I would assume you still talk fairly regularly to Keith Gretzky, and have you watched the Condors play at all? I mean, you've had a super compressed, busy schedule here in Edmonton. Yeah, I'm in uh, contact with the coaching staff down there, obviously, um, just with some development priorities that we have and and what we want to see out of certain players. 
in the American League. So I, I'm quite clear on that with with the staff there, but not only Colin, but also Sylvain Rodrigue and, and Noah Siegel, uh, guys that I've worked with over the last few years. And then Keith and I are not only um, co-workers or workers in the same organization, but we're, we're friends as well. So we check in with each other. I just saw him at, uh, during the trade deadline in, in Denver there, and but we're in contact weekly and just to see who's playing well and, and what the temperature of that group is down there. I have to confess, I haven't watched a lot of the Condors over the last little while just because our schedule has been what it has been. Um, but I know that the team is playing hard, that they have a system in place um, that they believe in, and there's a lot of really, really good character people uh, in the dressing room and around the team there uh, that have a belief in that group and um, you know I know that they're continuing the tradition of, of developing players but doing so in a winning environment. Jay, see you on the plane in three and a half hours. Thank you for joining us in Oilers Now. Okay, Bob. Take care. You bet. That is Jay Woodcroft. He is the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. This is Oilers Now. It's 149 in Edmonton. And we will tell you that Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more, Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation. The Mediterranean Chicken. We'll take a time out, come back with this day in order's history. It is currently 150 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Leon Dreisaitl, second in the NHL with 44 goals. He's got six goals and 11 points in his last seven games. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 152 in Edmonton. We are going to go to this day in order's history. It's presented by New West Travel. Final day to jump aboard. A flight with Flair Airlines to see the orders play the Preds in Smashville, Nash, Vegas. You can reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. Going back to 1982. Sweet 16. Oh, no, I'm still 15 at this point. Here's Brendan Escott. Wayne Gretzky becomes the first NHL player to score 200 points in a season. Set up Pat Hughes in the first period against Calgary at the Stampede Corral to reach the mark. Great one also. Set an NHL record by scoring two shorthanded goals just 27 seconds apart. His 89th and 90th goals of the year. Uh, Pat Hughes, it's his birthday today. Seriously, he would be, he was uh, born in 55, so what's that, 67 years of age? And Pat Hughes is a guy who, uh, after his playing career was over, would end up being a sheriff in the state of Michigan. He was also, uh, uh, my wife Kathleen, whose mother Sheila worked for the Oilers for 25 years, Pat Hughes was my wife's favorite player on the Edmonton Oilers. Then she ended up marrying the Pat Hughes of Edmonton Sportscasters. Uh, Solid two-way player. You know what I mean. Uh, orders now. Uh, Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight uh, from 6 until 8 p.m. Uh, what's Reed got shaking, Mr. Escott? Uh, Oilers forward Devin Shore is going to check in. So will Jack Michaels and uh, Elks color analyst from 630 Chad, Dave Campbell. Coming up tomorrow, it is round four of the Battle of Alberta. The Oilers have already won uh, two games at Edmonton this year. It's 6.30 face-off show. Jack Michaels and myself will have the call. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins... Cam Moon, all part of the Oilers Radio Network, 8 p.m. puck drop from the Scotiabank Saddledome in Calgary. 
Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. Have a fantastic Friday and a great weekend, everybody. So long from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.